episode of Too Young for an Old Talk. My name is Neil, and I'm here with... Abriana, and we're getting into kind of uncharted waters today, and starting a discussion that I think a lot of people our age probably discuss, like, within friend groups and what's not, and sometimes even with family as well. It's something that I think there's a lot of questions around because there's so much uncertainty around it and it's the what the heck do you do with your 20s or what are you supposed to be doing in your 20s because for whatever reason there is this preconceived timeline that's given to us a lot in media and then sometimes even from family or just like how society is that you do education up until this point, you graduate by this point, you buy a house at this point, you get married at this point, you got to have kids by this point. And aside from like the timeline, like it's also kind of weird that people want to dictate or there's this idea that there should be a set list of things that you get done in your 20s before you turn 30 and, and go into that new decade. I don't know I think it's kind of weird because you do you're told to like enjoy um those secondary slash high school years so much and like enjoy your adolescence and all of that and then when you hit 20 that you're technically still in that adolescence so I don't know what the big rush all of a sudden is to, to just be an adult and grow up and suddenly like have everything together and know exactly what you're doing I think that that same adolescence or wanting to just the need to just live life and explore and learn should also be the focus of your 20s as much as like yes you're learning more so you're understanding more and then thus you're just becoming a better person and knowing more about life so like you'll naturally just start doing things differently and start doing things that are technically more adult but I think the whole timeline thing is kind of stupid one because who who's putting a cap on anything and then also because the things that are in the timeline are like so narrow-minded and that's literally education marriage and having kids and that's about it like anything else you want to do is kind of not mentioned it's not important it's just on the sidelines, I guess. I agree. I think that the way a lot of those discussions usually go about it, it makes it seem so linear almost. Like, you have to do this, but this time, then this, and this, and that. And just like in our own conversations, we always discuss the fact that, or concept of how, you know, you're always on a path, but everyone's path is different, you know, this section of your path might not be as quick as another section of your path and vice versa like coming just from me from that perspective like it was always it kind of always clashed with how i perceived it i never really understood where the switch came like you were saying like okay you finish your teenagers and then over that one year period all of a sudden you're starting a race like 
a, a completely different race and like you have to get this done in three years and you have to get a house in five are you getting married after 29 like how old are you going to get your kids all that kind of stuff like it, it was it was always a bit strange um and i think it was oddly idealized when we were in our teenagers it felt like it was like oh this is the ideal or this is what you should be doing um but you know what i've realized as i got later and later closer to my 20s it was like yeah. i'm pretty sure 99 of people don't actually have anything figured out like to the point of you're not 100% certain as to if you're supposed to be going through school still like have two careers you might not have two careers who knows but like just for me the whole concept of having it figured out I think you really don't you just kind of go you get and make decisions that makes the most sense but I don't think anyone has it figured out because you could literally have a job now and change careers and completely different fields in five years. Yeah, I agree. And I don't know. I think it's it can be difficult to pick that up by yourself and not have somebody tell you that, like verbatim, that nobody has it figured out. And I think a part of me realized that that was a thing when a while back I... It just hit me, because I think for a while you forget this, but it hit me that my parents were still people too. Like, they were still humans. Um, aside from being my parents, they had their own feelings. They have their own aspirations, things that make them happy, all that kind of stuff. I think sometimes up until a certain age, you just kind of think they're your parents and they're there to do things that parents are supposed to do and provide in that regard so I think when I had a thought like that or the realization of that a while back that it helped solidify for me the idea that nobody has it sorted out similar to what you said that everybody's kind of just taking it day by day like even if you for example if you have like a career you think you know what you're doing whatever steady job steady income contract whatever like you know that you're secure in that sense. I think even in that regard, like, things can change. Um, even, like, your day-to-day might look different. So, I don't know. I think I think it's not something that we often want to admit as being a possibility that we don't have it figured out and, like, nothing is promised or for certain. Yeah, I mean, also, like, when you think about it from the fact that we're in a giant rock flying through the universe at however many thousands of kilometers an hour, like, rotating on an axis at a semi-fixed speed, do we even have to have it figured out? Like, I was looking at, I think it was, like, a meme video, like, a TikTok, maybe, recently, and it was, like, looking at human behavior versus animals, and I was like, yeah, like, we're literally stressing about this but if you were born as like a cow you just probably eating grass or something less fun but probably eating grass um i'm not stressing about oh damn i got student loans oh what am i going to do when i retire oh i gotta pay rent this month you know all those things that are part of human society and obviously there's a benefit to being a human but like there's other things that come there too that wouldn't 
come with it if we weren't in human society but yeah um it, that perspective just made it seem like oh yeah like that's kind of true like a couple of very specific things had to line up for you to be where you are right now and to be going through where you are right now but most of it all is just perspective because those things carry so much weight but also like you said nothing's promised you know like you might have a plan for five ten years online but then you know you get some other opportunity you leave country and now that whole five-year plan is gone because you're not even in the same country anymore but yeah like definitely a roller coaster and some people just more composed on it than others and i think it's a lot easier said than done to be like oh those things are superficial like those are not the important things in life don't pay too much attention to those things um, like referencing the video you mentioned, mm-hmm. I think it's a lot easier to say that than do that because in the moment, like that's that's your top priority. That's like your number one problem, your number one issue, given the context of your life and like where you're at at the moment. Like that's your biggest battle, so it's gonna be something important to you. But then when you take a step back and look at it. When you're not in the heat of the moment, you're not having to deal with that situation head on, you can have those thoughts that like, like what if I wasn't in this position, I wouldn't have to deal with this. This is not the biggest thing ever kind of thing. I think about that a lot of the time when I look at dogs and I'm just like, you do nothing. You don't contribute. You literally just ask to be fed. You ask to go outside. Like we just have to clean up after you. And you do not contribute in any way. You have no accomplishments, no goals, no nothing. And you're just the happiest person ever. And you're just living life lavish. And every time I open the door for our dog, I'm like, oh, your wish is my command. Come in. Come in, sir. Oh, were you getting chilly out there? Oh, please, let me open the door for you. Let me get that for you. And he's barking at the damn door. I'm like, oh, please, let me do the honor. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so in that scenario, I think about that as well. Um, did you mention what you think your twin? what you think your 20s are supposed to be for not your 20s but like mm. 20s in general like what is supposed to happen because i mentioned mine but i don't think you mentioned yours i did not i think it's just the first step along the path of adulthood loki i know like people say you know when you get but what does that mean in terms of you get to you get to you kind of have to figure out living situations working like full-time because you probably might have worked in your teens but not like full-time and year after year after year you know taking relationships to another level be it like friendships that are growing and becoming deeper and you know you might become roommates or that kind of stuff or like other relationships but like i think you're kind of just laying those foundations or getting a look at what adulthood really and truly looks like because it's one thing to be an independent teenager, but you're still relying on your parents in a certain way. You might still rely on your parents in your 20s, obviously. Like, I talk to my mom basically every day, if not, like, five times a week. But you have to, like, figure out, you know, you, you might have to figure out when to bank by yourself. Um, what does it look like to actually have to rent with somebody and not live with your parents? Or if you're living with your parents, you might have to get a car, and then, like, you have your own car you have to maintain. You're accountable for it. So I think it's a point of time where you get more responsibilities 
and kind of learn to juggle things on your own plate and at your own tempo. Um, but yeah, I, as of right now, like I can't say that X, Y, and Z is what you're supposed to do with 20s. I don't know. Like I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I, I'm just going to be here for an experience. <laughs> I don't know right now, to be honest. That's fair, but at the same time, I think that's really scary. Just saying, yeah, I'm just here for the ride. Just going the flow. And I feel like I say that sometimes subconsciously. And when I actually think about it, it's kind of a scary thing to say that you're just going with the flow and there's no details or outline or guidance as to the direction um because I think there comes a point where you have to like fight back the uncertainty and that's where you end up taking risks Mm -hmm. when you make moves or put yourself in situations that require a lot of risk and you kind of tell the uncertainty to like get out of here it's like no i'm gonna do my own thing regardless and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't um it depends on the situation like how much weight you whether it's like a job internship anything how much weight you put into it because sometimes they just you're not the deciding factor sometimes so yeah i just thought of that as well i think generally i'm the one that the two of us that kind of has like an idea of where they might want to go in specificity or you might not acknowledge yours because you're like sometimes you do take that like uh i don't know i'm kind of just here for it but like in this he also moment, steps ahead of me based on what don't answer that question in this moment it's like <laughs> You asked me a question and told me not to answer it. Yeah, it was fine. It was kind of rhetorical, I guess. Yeah, exactly. In this moment, I kind of feel like, uh, I don't know, because I'm kind of sleepy, but (laughs) usually, like, I have an an idea. There's some things I want to go after in my 20s, obviously. Just, like, my own personal challenges or things that kind of manage me that I want to fight for. But in terms of society, like, I'm just going to be the one to say it. Like, society can't tell me what I want to fight for or what I should be fighting for. Um, it might influence it because, you know, I've been in this... Uh, I'm completely blank on the word. But I don't know this what the word is either. for all my life, obviously. So, you know, as a kid, I was like, yeah, I want to help with a white picket fence. I don't want a white picket fence. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's what the media fed us. The media feeds you and tells you this kind of stuff. And especially growing up in um, the society in Barbados where, like... You idolize all this stuff. Where they fancy to see a white... I've never... Like, the only white picket fence I've seen is, like... I don't even know. I I don't know what it's supposed to... Let me take that back. I don't know what it's supposed to look like. My grandparents technically have a fence that's white Mm -hmm. like lining part of their like garden area in the front and it's white and like what is picket is that like the type of little wood wood um, planks that be pointed at the end okay so then technically my grandparents do have a white picket fence yeah Yeah, they do technically like looking at these images so technically (laughs) they do 
but I didn't even like register that yeah. as being like, oh, my grandparents have a white picket fence or anything. I just like, oh, they have a fence. Like, you need a fence. According to my father, those things only keep out sane people. Mad people don't sure. register fences, gates, garages, anything like that. If they want to get inside your house, they'll get in. Sorry, that got a bit dark. But, you know, I just have certain life lessons engraved into my brain because my parents have said them so many times. So they're just stuck in there now. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think even knowing now that they have one, I don't think I've ever had that dream. Because mm-hmm. like, I don't have one at my house. I definitely. I don't even have a gate. Let me not say that. I was gonna say okay. Anyways, but yeah, I would say like I think media has played a massive part in terms of how we think about where we should be at and how much of a grasp we have on what we're dealing with right now. And I think that it's a real challenge having to break that mindset because that's literally what you're raised on, and you have to break that by yourself. And like we said in previous episodes, like having to make that conscious effort to break a habit that's been enforced and reinforced, that's the struggle. Like That's the challenge. It's not being aware of the problem or somebody else saying, hey, I noticed that this is a thing, but you actually taking it on and making the effort to break that habit. That's where it's like the challenge, I think, boils down from too. Yeah, I agree. And sometimes you don't, um, have a lot of say in like the d- determining where you want to take your 20s a lot of the time I know for some people it's very mapped out um for some people and that normally stems from education if they're not given as much freedom as to what they pursue at any sort of post-secondary level education then normally a good set of what comes next isn't given too much freedom either which sucks and I mean it works for some people but then obviously as you said like everybody's looking for some sort of independence going into their 20s so like you'd want to have some sort of autonomy over your life choices and what's not and to counter that some people take it um too fast like some people just take advantage of it and they're like I want to do my own thing now I know what I'm doing I think they're big and bad and they run into problems because they, quite frankly, nobody knows what they're doing. Um, So that's the opposite end of that kind of scenario, I think. But I agree that the media has really projected a certain image, as I said earlier, in the intro of what your 20s should look like and what you should be looking to do and get done. My, I just want to add this on. My free financial tidbit for the day is if you could live at home, live at home. Uh, yeah, it might be more annoying to live with your parents, but don't rush to move out and then you spend all this money you're living paycheck to paycheck. Like if you can stay at home for a little bit and build up a little, you know, a little sign to protect yourself, make sure you don't run too much hardship. That's my financial tip for the day. Okay, I go on. Get good. But then I also know people who are like, yeah, get out by 18 in terms of, like, parents. 100%. But I said, very if, much like, like, you got, you yeah, 18, you got to have it sorted. Get out of here. Some parents also just do a thing where it's like, oh, you know, if you want to stay at home, you got to give me $100, $200 a month. And I um, don't mind that, to be honest. Like, if you're making, especially if you're making money. If you're not making money, yeah, it would yeah. be a bit of a stretch. That's, that's but then do 
push the initiative and push the drive from go and get a job, have a form of income, create something, like have some money coming into your pockets. And then let step two be, okay, a portion of the money coming into your pockets needs to contribute to the household that you're living in. Whether that's groceries, rent, both, part of a bill, something like, I don't think it's, or just find another way, find like some way to supplement if it's not monetarily, like something that you do that benefits the household and supplements the fact that you're not necessarily giving monetarily to the household. Because I do that right now in the household that I live in. Um, and the system I have, it works for me. Like I do my part and like I don't have to put money on the table. Because I know my dad had to do that and his siblings. Like when they first started working, my dad's first job. Like, and he, my grandparents were strictly, he didn't even get to put, it wasn't like, okay, put 20%, put whatever. He had to put his entire paycheck on the table. And then my grandparents would take what they thought was just and give him back the rest. And that was at like 18. So he grew up with that mentality. So like there's certain things that he's not saying I've experienced anything like that. My parents don't ask me for money, people. Um, But yeah, I don't want to like leave this conversation and people be thinking, whoa, Abrana's parents ask her for money. No, they don't. That's hardcore. That's intense. Um... But that yeah, the he that's where his mentality comes from with that. And my mom has a completely different experience, but we won't get into that. I feel as though Yeah, the contribution thing it makes sense because it's a habit and it's like, okay, if you can at least, you know, if you're not the the monetary contribution, like hopefully it's not extortionist and you actually not you pay a just amount, like, you know, a little hundred dollar here, a little two hundred dollar here, once you're working or whatever, because it's a good habit, one. Two, you can definitely benefit from it. Like, you really want us to come home and lounge and eat for free all day. You can't support moms. Obviously, everybody got own circumstances, but I just put it forward as a little perspective. So, really, truly, if you're working, like, 30 hours a week, you know, every week consistently, $200 won't be breaking the bank for living and, like, m- most of your food. Because any of the food you're getting is probably something you can add on top or just, like, if you're buying food out for it. But, like, Really and truly, I think the concept of that usually is like, okay, you know, when you get paid, you don't have all this money to spend. It has to go somewhere, right? Like, you have to pay your bills. You got to pay your rent. You got to buy food. And then you can say, okay, what do I have left? What do I want to actually use here? What can I or should I actually use here? So I think that's kind of perspective of it. But like you said, no, another perspective is fully just like you need to support this house if you're living in it because... Like that video we all saw on Twitter like last week, that person eats six eggs and six pieces of bacon. Or a handful of bacon. You you want you, you want eat somewhere at home. You can't for like groceries. Like my son at twenty years old eating half a carton of eggs in one go. He had playing NFL or NBA. Like you know, with six eggs at one time. That's criminal. <laughs> I digress, but that's just where my head went. Like if you you can't be eating somewhere at the house at home, and reasonably not be thinking, yeah, I should do a little saying here to support. Yeah, especially when you're at the age that we're talking about, like, figuring out your 20s. I think once you get into your 20s, it does need to come in some sort of monetary form um, with the level of responsibility. If not, let it be something that not nobody else necessarily wants to do. That's, like, a big helping hand. But 
I don't know. I feel like I had that drilled into me from when I was younger. They thought that like, yes, I live at home. This is my house, technically. My house, my parents' house. My house, in quotation marks. I live here for free. It's not just take me where I need to go, come home, eat, sleep. Take me where I need to go again. (laughs) You're living in a household. You have to do things to help upkeep the household. And I think those kind of morals need to transfer into adulthood even though when you get older that you want to again you're 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 searching for that independence you want to like be your own person pretend that you have it started out you don't you're living at home to save money yes but at the same time you're living at home i know you're contributing a blasted mortgage or any line of credit that only host so try and buy some groceries or like, just do something to make the process of upkeeping up a household easier. Because I think a lot of people don't realize how much goes into upkeep of a house or of a property. Because it's, it's be a lot. I agree. Do you think that... Okay, what... Don't go crazy. So, you know, three. what are three things that if you achieve in the next eight, nine years? What are three things you would like to achieve in the eight, nine, eight, next eight to nine years? Um, I don't really like to answer these kind of things because I feel like when you say things out loud, like, it's the opposite of manifesting where, like, if I say it out loud, it's going to be out there so I kind of have to do it or I have to try to do it or if I don't do it, I'm going to look like shit. Keep it hypothetical or say it from a non-general, like say it from a generalized perspective. You don't have to specify it to you then. I think I'm going to be specific, but I'm going to be, I guess, I'm going the easy route. I'm not doing hard things. I'm doing pretty basic things. That's fine. And the next eight to nine years, I would like to graduate with my bachelor's. In the next eight to nine years, (laughs) I would also like to attain some form of a master's degree i want an mfa so i'm gonna get my bfa i'm an mfa that's cool. form 30 hopefully stay tuned it's not it's not looking too bright over here folks um another one i don't know i was really leaning on the education there you know i was, I was just leaning <laughs> how my like both of them like posted up on the education standpoint what do I want to do? Um, I want to. I'm trying to like bear COVID in mind too. I oh my gosh, I get. I'm. I guess I have to go general with this one and something like. I want to give myself all the possible opportunities I can, in terms of the industry that I want to go into and casting like not give myself not cop out of things because I'm like oh I won't get it anyways like what's the point or oh it's due tomorrow that I'm not going to stress about that like give myself as many opportunities as possible so that I can reap as much success hopefully as possible 
I guess that would be my thing and not just cop out of things because I'm like, oh, it's just one, it's just one self tape. Like it won't, it won't tarnish me if I don't do this one self tape, this one company, you know? Okay, no, you answer it. Me. Um, In the next eight to nine years, I'll be working a full chef position. Or I would have worked a full chef position. Be it in a more hands-on or hands-off way. Only one way to find out. Um, I, I kind of set little financial goals for myself. Like little milestones I want to see myself achieve. So I'm going to probably... No, I'm going to hit my next three or so. I would like to think. I don't really have a set idea where my next three are, but I'm just going to hit them. <laughs> I have an idea my next one is. Um, the other one's easiest, actually, because I kind of, it was. this is the one I, I was like, I know for sure kind of thing. We're going to be living together in eight to nine years, <laughs> be it renting or otherwise. That, that's my, that's my take. I was Thanks like, what are you about to, to say? Talk. Nothing crazy. The other thing is um, implied. I don't know about that. I'm not sure what Neil's referring to here, folks. Sorry for the confusion, but I'm feeling it too. <laughs> so I apologize profoundly. Will you be setting any goals to help you achieve anything you kind of say eyes on there? Or is there any like yeah. challenges you have to... Yeah. Who finna pay for my masters? Me. Let's go. Why do I need to wait so long to do my masters? Because it costs like four times more for me to do it as an international student. (laughs) Just trying to get Canada to adopt me. And then once they adopt me, I can do my masters and pay like next to nothing for it. And by that time, I would have the money just sitting there. I'd be like, yeah. I can afford this. This is this is nothing. I don't want to sound like, oh, this is nothing because I know there are people that do rely heavily on the government support up here for tuition because not everybody is coming from a household where their parents are helping them in any way or any guardians are helping them pay for school. And this is like talking from the people that are doing their undergrad now. So I, I'm not trying to sound like I just drip in with money, but I, I will set a goal for myself that by the time I'm able to apply for my master's because I'll technically be a permanent resident I can have the fun sitting there because I would have saved up that entire time I love that that makes me so happy mostly the fact that you're that gung-ho about it like yeah I'm just gonna you know I like all of everything about it the education for sure the financial like this is what I'm gonna do to make sure it happens I don't think I'll do that because I have to pay for it. I get that score a 10 out of 10. You understand? <laughs> okay. But yeah, I think that with regards to like the old sap thing, like I have a coworker and yeah, she definitely uses it because like you said, you don't always have the support from like family or whatever, but like going from paying quadruple the amount plus the foreign exchange rate and all that kind of stuff to then paying the flat fee and potentially not even having to pay the full fee because you might get a little something from government like it's a massive difference it makes it look like nothing i'm not gonna lie 
like it does make it look like nothing it is still a lot but the difference is night and day it's like life crippling debt versus okay this is something you can manage you know what i mean like it's a it's a significant difference yeah and for those that don't know osap is ontario student assistant program it's basically where you get scholarships loans and grants from the ontario government which is the province that we live in um they'll help you to supplement the cost of your post-secondary education well thank you all for joining us for this ted talk there's definitely more that could be unpacked in this kind of discussion because we don't do ted talks 10 years so thanks for coming for this tune on for old talk (laughs) there's definitely more you can unpack in this because you know that's a decade like there's a lot of things that people expect or think that you need to have sorted out and we could have gone in more detail but see that for a follow-up episode um let us know what you think your 20s were supposed to look like or is there anything that you're finding yourself having to really take a step back and be like, this is actually just a joke. Like, who's supposed to do this? Because you go on Twitter and you see, oh, yeah, I'm 19 with this, blah, 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 house. But a lot of those are actually jokes. A lot of people be kid- really, really be rap capping. And a lot of people How you know actually... so? I follow some detectives on Twitter. Where, where, where is the proof? Show me the receipts. I need the car facts. Check the DMs in 20 minutes. I can send a screenshot of my findings. But Can't yeah, wait for um, that. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Be sure to let us know how you like this one. And if there's anything you guys want us to know, leave a review, drop an Instagram comment. As per usual, my name is Neil. I was here with Abriana. And thanks for coming to this. What's this new outro? I like to switch it up. Oh, interesting. Alrighty, folks. We'll let me do this right this time. You'll hear from us next week. <laughs>